To end 2021, we're talking to each of the North American Soccer Vertical's eight full-time staff writers about their favorite story they did this year. Today, Jeff Reuter discusses his profile of Landon Donovan, in which he flew to San Diego and spent a couple days with the American soccer icon as he embarks on a new career as a lower division head coach. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Wednesday, December 22nd. But first, your TV guide for today, as usual, all times are Eastern. It's a big day in the League Cup with three games of note. Brentford vs. Chelsea, Liverpool vs. Leicester City, and Tottenham vs. West Ham United. All of those games are at 2.45 p.m. on ESPN+. In Italy, there are a bunch of games, but the ones most relevant to the title race are Inter Milan vs. Torino at 12.30, Empoli vs. Milan at 2.45 p.m., and Napoli vs. Spezia also at 2.45, and all those games are on Paramount+. In France, PSG pays a visit to Lorient at 3 p.m. on BN Sports. In Spain, Real Madrid visits San Mamés to take on Athletic Bilbao at 3.30 p.m. Okay, once again, we're having everybody uh, for the next couple weeks talk about their favorite stories of the year, everybody on the U.S. soccer staff anyway. Uh, Today, I have Jeff Reuter with me. And Jeff, you chose a feature that you did over the summer, it came out in September, on a person that I think most people listening to this show will still be very familiar with, a little little guy by the name of Landon Donovan. Um, You traveled to San Diego and spent a couple days with him. Most people know him for his tremendous playing career, but he's now a coach with San Diego Loyal in the USL Championship. The headline of the story is, Landon Donovan, the coach, is still learning on the job with San Diego Loyal. That'll be linked in the show notes. But Jeff, I just want to start with this. What sort of made you pursue this story? What's the origin of this story? Maybe besides the fact that it's Landon Donovan and uh, that's automatically, you know, some somebody that's going to draw interest. Yeah, I mean, some background that there's no reason a reader would know this from reading the article. But we tried to pull this exact trip together in 2020. And before mm-hmm. San Diego Loyal had even kicked a ball, we were in communication with their PR person at the time. And really trying to find a weekend that made the most sense for us to embed with Landon Donovan. I think in retrospect, I'm never going to say anything related to the COVID-19 pandemic is a good thing or even a blessing in disguise. That's a trope that I just don't really love. But I will say that the piece was likely more interesting to have written as he was winding down his second season as a head coach. And he was more established in his philosophy than if we had pulled this off in let's say May of 2020, his third month as a head coach. But the the real crux of this is that when we cover the United Soccer League, when we cover the lower divisions of American soccer uh, as the athletic, we are looking at the stories that tie into the broader American soccer landscape. We're looking to tell often players and coaches markets that are on the rise, that have the potential, that people aren't really paying attention to yet. It It feels like covering indie rock shows at first half and, and trying to, to get in on the early side of that bandwagon. It's not quite the same feel when you're writing about Landon Donovan compared to, say, Mark Lowry, now the head coach of Indy 11, which is a piece that we wrote a couple of years ago as well when he was with El Paso. But he is a coach who wants to be taken on his own coaching merits and not ride, talking about Donovan, and not just coast on his legacy and his reputation as a player, as you've seen similar players of his generation, especially in other countries and other national team programs, step into 
high profile head coaching jobs without any prerequisite experience. Yeah, I, I think that and I think the experience of, of doing this story is going to be something that listeners would be interested in, because not just anybody gets to fly into a city and go to meet Landon Donovan and, and hang out with him for for a couple days. What what was that experience like? Like, literally, did you arrive at the airport and, and head straight to the practice field? Like, what was the what what was the process like? And what sort of things were you were you let in on? Uh, yeah, as it was reporting the story. It was very, very quick turnaround from when my flight touched down. Loyal actually was nice enough to, they have two different time slots that they usually will train the day before a game. And they actually went with the later time slot so that I would be able to see training that day. And it wasn't necessarily a walkthrough session. They weren't showing me their tactics on the field and live play, right? It was a lot of day before, make sure no one gets injured. The worst thing you can do the day before a game is get your star player hurt. So you don't do contact. You're working on passing movement. You're working on seven aside, eight aside drills, but it was quick drop my bag off at my hotel and then take a 25 minute ride share to the Chula Vista Olympic training complex. And then it was taking another five minute drive on like a little golf cart where I was picked up by the head of PR to get to the training field. And so you get this great, like you see San Diego, you can see all of the terrain around it outside of the city. It was just like a fantastic sort of lead up. And then, um, you know, you're sitting on a bench and all of a sudden you hear someone say Jeffrey and you look and it's Landon Donovan walking up to you as he twirls a whistle on his finger. And it, it suddenly for me in particular, this was my first work trip since late 2019. So this was my first return to reporting on site, to writing on site and actually getting that experience. And so to be able to have all of that come together so quickly and immediately get into a training session, I think was really good just to get back into the flow of things. But I mean, beyond that, the day of the match, got there early, got to hear his team talk in the locker room to the players to get a sense of what he was looking for out of them. Something that we talk about, which is intentionality and execution. Um, and those were two things, you know, the focus and never losing that. And then also making sure that you follow what the game plan was, but then also getting to see as they were watching the, the kind of validating tapes before where every player, you see a positive highlight. So you're seeing the defenders making crunching tackles or winning an aerial 50, 50, you see the midfielders making fantastic through balls. And like, this is what we want you to do. Goal scorers, of course, putting the ball in the back of the net, just getting them to visualize, this is what we want you to do and get them in the right mentality. I thought was a really, really helpful sort of window into how he approaches man management. And then, yeah, after the game as well, I mean, just talking over a beer and being able to dice what had happened, talk through a couple of other things that are going on. It was uh, it was a really, really, uh, you know, credit to the club for allowing that sort of access to an outside journalist. But it, it was truly eye opening to see just so much of that process. Was he really twirling a whistle? That's a very that's a very <laughs> cliche yeah. coach thing to be doing. That's amazing. Um, He's all in. He's all in on the the coach thing. I mean, truly, some of the I mean, his mannerisms are very coach one hundred and one. You know, it, yeah. it, it's it's pace a little bit, but not too much because you don't want your players to be thinking they're doing something wrong. So you choose your moments to get off the chair. Um, you know, the shouting, the pointing, the directions. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. He is a coach now. He is not a player. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. But he does still have a pretty good, uh, pretty good pass, you know, just unmarked, of course. But the shooting sure. drills when you're watching Landon Donovan always being the one setting it up. That also was nice for the nostalgia after not just the pandemic, but just years of him not having played, certainly since the 2016 LA Galaxy season. It was hard to watch much of him when he was with Club Leon, but um, yeah, fun experience, as you can do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I don't want to get too deep into 
sort of the things you talked about and the things you saw, because those are all in the story, which people should read. And again, that'll be uh, linked in the show notes. But I am curious, sort of what the biggest difficulty it was that you ran into either in the reporting or the writing. Maybe I gave you some edits that you didn't like. You know, you can be honest about that now. It's a, this is a safe space uh, yeah. in front of all of our <laughs> listeners. Uh, you know, what what uh, what what was the biggest challenge in, in doing this story? And pardon my greyhound right now, who for whatever reason is slightly quietly whimpering in the background of this piece because he didn't get to go to San Diego with me. Yeah, that's, um, that's why. That's why. Uh, I think that the hardest part, I think when you have that much access, when you have that much information to work with that long, of, I mean, Landon and I sat in a classroom for about 45 minutes. No, it was like an hour and a half on record and just going through what ended up becoming part two of this piece, which was the Q and a where he addressed topics about the U S men's national team, about some of his coaching aims, some of his mentors, his relationship to Bruce arena, that sort of thing. And Mm -hmm. trying to figure out the best way to finesse this piece where it was coherent, because he is a person of interest in American soccer still after having retired five years ago from playing in MLS. And he is still very, very relevant. He is a voice that people listen to somebody, a person of interest, if you will. And so when you have so many good quotes from someone who has spent over half a lifetime in the media eye. And so he is very used to, this is what's useful in an interview. You know, he's, he's good with his answers. He's not just speaking to talk about the coach cliches of twirling a whistle. He's not necessarily the type who's going to say, yeah, we're just going to work hard. We're going to battle on the front foot. We're going to try to get our fans into the game. And then, you know, we're going to play the game the right way. He's not talking in those sort of platitudes. He's truly trying to give answers that are going to be useful. And so it was a matter of trying to condense this down into something coherent, which is where having the ability to do a Q&A a week later was super helpful as we were crafting this piece. So we were able to truly focus on San Diego Loyal, Landon Donovan, the coach, his future, and not try to suddenly say, but also remember, because if you remember about a week before I went, uh, he had been on Grant Wall's podcast and had said some words about Weston McKinney's expulsion from the first Olympic right. qualifying camp. And so that was a serious topic of focus. And if we hadn't had the ability to write a companion piece partway through, we would have had to include the Weston McKinney answer and the answer that he gave about how he views his role, Donovan, this is how Landon right. views his role in modern U.S. soccer. And trying to separate just a piece about a young coach who's learning on the job, who obviously is going to be in the crosshairs of MLS clubs as they go about the coaching searches for years until he gets a job um, or whenever it might not even be years, plural. Uh, Yeah. Right. To suddenly have to do a hard pivot away and say, but also he used to be this guy. And then he said the stuff like it just would have been so messy. So I think that trying to actually get the composition of this in something that is a piece that's easy for readers to digest and to stick with without being thrown into left field. That was incredibly challenging with a topic like this. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Uh, with that being said, so we did do, like as you mentioned, we did do two pieces. We did the Q&A that was more, you know, focused on U.S. soccer and then this mm-hmm. story that we're talking about now, which is sort of him and his role, uh, you know, w- what he's like as a coach, basically. Um, what's something that maybe didn't make it into the story that people should know 
um, or you know what 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 surprised you uh, in 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 the course of of doing the story? What what really caught you off guard, um, if anything? I think in a positive way, it's that his players didn't seem like awestruck. And maybe you would assume that should be the case when you're eight months into or five, six months into a USL season, what have you. But it, it when they talk about him, it was LD. It wasn't like, you know, Landon Donovan. It wasn't Donovan. It wasn't whatever. It was just LD and talking about yeah. Landon and whatever. It was, I mean, keep in mind, these are USL players who are making, um, I mean, a lot of them before this new CBA, which will go into effect for the 2022 season, but that's a different episode. Uh, <laughs> a lot of them are making, you know, below a standard living wage. And a lot of them maybe were in MLS setups, but didn't get a fair shot or didn't get a long enough shot where they were able to build a career there. Some of them are coming from other leagues, like Jack Blake, a midfielder who was in the Nottingham Forest Academy, suffered a horrific injury when he was about 19 that took him out of their first team plans forever. And then he's been in the United States since 2016. But these players still aren't looking and saying, oh my gosh, I'm playing for Landon Donovan. Can you believe it? it? Or I'm in San Diego. Can you believe it? They're very, very with it. They're very, uh, they feel close to him. They feel like they know him. And I think that that's another thing too, is um, the, the fans seeing just how many fans had such meaningful interactions with Donovan and seeing how many had things to say like, hey, remember, you might not remember this, but four months ago, you signed a Bayern Munich jersey in the mail and that was for my son and it's on his wall now and him saying, oh yeah, I remember that, you know, like it was cool to see that jersey design, that year of jersey. Um, yeah. Very, very strong people skills, which which will help a man manager type out because he is someone who admits he's still figuring out his tactical identity. He's someone who entrusts his assistants to help with crafting the sessions. Um, but just being able to see that sort of relationship he has with San Diego ones. Uh, Do we ever figure out after Anchorman what to call people from San Diego, San Diegans? I'm sure we'll hear uh, all sorts of suggestions uh, from listeners so. afterwards. I hope so. Um, but the, the point being, you know, he, he, he is truly in, I think that there's a perception a lot of times when he took, when he, especially specifically when he took that job uh, in the USL, that it was just a, okay, he's, he's getting this job. And the second he could go to MLS, he'll leave. I mean, like he, uh, Sam Stasekel, our colleague at the athletic reported that he pulled himself out of consideration for the RSL position. You know, he isn't someone who's just like, I'm doing this until I have an MLS option and I'm out. He, he really is invested in the San Diego loyal, uh, from the grassroots level all the way to on the field. And, you know, I think that being able to see that sort of dedication to the level also um, just kind of validates how seriously he takes this project. Well, it's a really great story, Jeff. Uh, you did a great job reporting it. Um, it was obviously great to have that sort of inside look at what it's like to be a coach in the lower divisions at all, let alone be one with the name Landon Donovan. I recommend everybody read it. Again, that'll be linked in the show notes. And Jeff, great work on this story and all year long. Uh, we'll look forward to much more in 2022. Sounds great. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thanks for listening and happy soccer to you all.